0: En Kaiser Permanente creemos que la salud es un derecho para todos. Un derecho que respeta a todas las comunidades. Un derecho que enfrenta a los desafíos sin dejar a nadie atrás. Y que ayuda a los niños a crecer más sanos. Y que nos prepara para un futuro donde todos podamos sentirnos protegidos. Creemos que la salud es un derecho para vivir bien. Kaiser Permanente. Viva bien.
1: Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Mid Atlantic Stay Sink. Os 101 Miss Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Panthers Brawl. I think it's 18. I don't entirely... I keep losing it's track. 18
3: of
4: track. Is it 18? I want to take 18. I get
2: yeah. that down. But either way, we had a great episode last week. Got to bring a couple of Panthers fans on and a couple of members of the Panthers community, which was just really cool. Um, we got a lot of love for that, so thank you all for that. And it was just awesome getting to talk with fellow fans, you know, like Clay and like Joe and like Jonathan. And just to hear... It's nice to hear similar takes and similar, you know, viewpoints and know that you're kind of like with Kevin Donnelly to know your views are kind of validated in terms of everyone kind of has the same views. And so we're going to keep doing that. Um, like we said, you all saw we had another fan post this week. Um, and that we we love that as well. And so we're going to keep those up. And especially once the season comes to an end, we're going to try to do a couple more fan episodes kind of in the middle. You know, not really a season, not really the next season. But uh, up until then, you know, thankfully now the uh, the team is back for another episode. So as always, alongside my co-hosts, Jeff Taylor, Tyler Bursky, and Shanti Stewart, uh, this is the Panthers brawl. So uh, let's, let's get right into it because late uh, yesterday afternoon, um, right before, you know, dinner time, It it would have been mentioned I'd seen lingerings of it uh, a couple days beforehand, uh, just that the Panthers were trying to go going after a kind of a bargain buy at 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 cornerback. You know, they wanted some 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 game ready talent in in the slot, you know, having the hold of fill and uh, drafting a couple cornerbacks. And they decided to go with what people were talking about, which was Eli Apple. Um, Haven't seen the deals, uh, uh, the details of the deal yet. Um, At least I haven't seen it. I don't know if the money has come out yet. I'd imagine with our with our minimal cap space, it can't be that large. So we'll see what kind of contract he got. But I mean, my what, what were y'all's initial reactions? Because I, I know what
5: mine were. Um, but I'll let y'all talk first. Uh, I was fine with it. I mean, I wanted somebody earlier. I mean, we all talked about how we wanted a cornerback like way earlier in the in the free agent process. But you know, I thought like this late in the game, we're good. We're heading into June. It's fine. I, I can give you an A for effort. Thanks for trying. But I don't know how much is going to – I mean, look, we kind of know. We know what we are on, on the defensive side of the ball. We got a lot of questions and a lot of young talent. I don't think it changes much. But, I like I said, it's nice to see you try.
3: Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, there was definitely a big hole there, um, as we kind of know. as We were watching the draft waiting, cornerback cornerback keep passing on and we finally went with Troy pride in the fourth round and we kind of know that you know Dante Jackson is going to be starting on one side you know whether we love that or not he's it's going to happen and then so Eli Apple now you know former 10th overall pick in the draft so the talent was there one way or another but it really hasn't worked out perfectly for him I don't think in the NFL but he can come in and you know hopefully you know if not start right away um challenge you know for that starting job and but I think the main goal here is you want to get Troy Pride ready to start. But adding more cornerback depth is um, never um, never a bad thing because, you know, just how, you know, important the position is. But um, I think, you know, bringing him on a one-year deal, we don't need to worry too much about the salary cap just because, you know, we'll get that back next year. Um, but uh, it's definitely surprising to see this, but um, I want to know what you guys think about it too.
4: You know, I think that, you know, This late into free agency or call it whatever you want, being a month from training camp, to get a name like that is not a bad move. I mean, the the name recognition is there, and Jack and I talked about a little bit earlier today. You know, even though it's, what, year five now for him? He's been in for four years. Mm -hmm. um, You know, you can still – it's not a veteran veteran, but he still has that – he has the experience. He can help guide these guys somewhat. He can give them some hints. And we talked about, too, you're coming from the New Orleans Saints. So you you've been in that you've been in the division for a year. Um, he knows some although you're now you're with another new quarterback. But he knows some of the give and takes of Drew Brees, and he knows some of the give and take with uh well yeah with with uh, Matt Ryan. So I think you know and Sean T's hit it on the head. I think I'd give him a for effort because this laid into the process to get a name like that, who was that high of a draft pick one-year deal, you know, maybe performance-based or something, you, you can't, I I, I don't see how you go wrong with it.
2: I mean, so I, this is where I tend to think, I think of it as kind of putting a, a, a an off-brand name Band-Aid on a gash of a wound, because, I mean, I understand that you weren't, weren't going to break the bank for Logan Ryan, because we didn't have that kind of money, but, I mean, this was a, this was a, for the, the team and the defenses that the Panthers have had in the past, and the Issues that the Panthers have had in the past. Obviously, a lot more holes came up this offseason. But the cornerback position has been a position in need for the last three or four years. Even when we had, you know, even when we had um, Dante Jackson and Bradbury, it was still like, okay, it's good. It can be better. And we we could do better. So, I know, you know, Shanty's and I and everyone from the beginning, our biggest issues were that offensive line and cornerbacks. And that was where, especially in free agency, when you saw Xavier Rose and Desmond Trufant and a couple other guys where it seemed like nobody was going after them and whether they knew something that we didn't or not, I was like, why would you not go after Xavier Rose? Why would you not want to put that there? I get the name recognition thing to a point. Problem is, more often than not, his name is recognized for not the reason you want. Because I was looking at the comments, looking at some of the analytics. I mean, There have been a couple scenarios where even our receivers and not to put anything against our receivers, but I mean, they were they were clowning Eli Apple and back when he was on the Giants. I mean, that's when it would happen. And then even last year with the Saints. And that's not really what you want. I just I mean, I'm at the point, honestly, where I'm at the point where, you know, put whatever 11 guys in on defense you want and whatever works the best. Awesome. I will take it because I can't ask for anything more. Now we had the luxury of of hope wanting certain players in certain positions because we knew where our, our problems were. Now we don't really have that luxury. It's just, please give me something that will, will hold the team to, you know, a reasonable amount of points. Eli Apple to me. I'm not sure if he, if he keeps a starting job, I'm not sure if he's not going to be, if a rookie doesn't come in, like, like Tyler said, like Troy pride and and take that away from him. I've just seen issues. And then the other thing, I mean, you talk about experience to a point. I mean, his rookie season, he didn't – he was a top-ten pick, and that you obviously have a lot of potential, a lot of hype off of that. Didn't start all the games that season. I think he started the next – he started the next two seasons, and then with the Saints, he started for the majority of it. But in four years, I mean, you do get a lot more experience than we have in Dante Jackson in just his third year. But also, when you have two guys that are – I mean all corners to a point are hot-headed because they're prideful. They want to they want to lock down receivers. They want to not, you know, they want to be the they want to be no fly zone. They want to be the lockdown, you know, they don't want to let anything by. But when you have two guys like Dante and Eli Apple who get more frustrated when they do poorly and then that causes them to do even worse, that can be that can be temperamental and could be kind of sporadic if they're both kind of reacting that way so that kind of worries me a bit just because i've seen some of the because I, I remember a couple uh a couple personal fouls that i've seen from eli apple where he's you know he's he's gotten burned on a route, and then he kind of he retaliates off of that so that's a little worrisome that's too. sean payton's problem though sean payton can't yeah but he, the team. but he was doing it in, in new york as well and so I know who the coach was then and i imagine i think, I think he, for the beginning of his career it might have been
5: coughlin still Kind of may, like, yeah, I think Coffin may have been the coach for one just year. one year, and
2: then whoever replaced Coffin, I can't even remember. Yeah. But regardless, I, again, like I said, bit too little too late. I know it's just a one year deal, but it seems like one of those, like, oh, we're just going to, we didn't address it then. We probably should do it now. Like, we, it was like a, I mean, hide signs 2020, but that one, I don't really see it, it doing that much.
5: I mean, it's kind of like, you know, like we remember when they tried to tell us that, oh, we're, we're here to compete this year. I'm like, yeah, but compete in what sense? Like, uh, like yeah, you're gonna put a team out there on the field that's got, that has to play because you just have to play games. But are you really trying to win? Like, did you really sign guy Did you really believe could help you win right now? Or were you just saying that just to appease everybody for the moment and just backhand, is go around the back door and say, hey, look, we're not trying. We're, just, we're trying to win like three games this year and get a top, top get like a top five pick for next for the for the next draft. You know. And that's,
2: well, and that's been the problem with you know, our, our front office in the past is, the, is what kind of free agents we go after. It's either these free agents that are nearing, that are past the peak of their career, that are bigger names, you know, like your, your Jared Allens, your, you know, your um, Roman Harpers, your your uh, Charles Tillmans, that are past the prime of their career, but still might be able to make an impact, but we're signing them to be second strings or to be that second line of defense, or we're signing these guys that are solely just, we're signing them to be number two. Like, if I was going to sign a corner offseason, why would you sign one that's going to be number two to Dante? Because I don't think I put him I'm putting him ahead of Dante, especially in NFC no. South in the at yeah. wide receiver heavy division we have. I'm not putting Eli Apple on Julio Jones. I'm not putting him on Michael Thomas, but I'm also, to a point, not horribly confident in putting Dante up against them as well by themselves. No. Because Dante, like no, we said, no. I mean, I don't want to, to badmouth him or you know bash him, but he's he had room to coast for a bit. And then when he wasn't able to, when, you know, he, he was put in the spotlight, that's when you started to see a little bit of the issues. And so now he's, and we, that's what we talked about. He's the main guy, Eli Apple. And, you know, without having, you know, and whoever's going to be the free safety aren't going to be, you know, he, he's not going to be able to rely on them for, for help, you know, in that back air in that back zone. So it, that was just like, if you like, like we said, why not go after and sign a cornerback who is going to be number one, when you had the money, because at before we pay and unless it was because you wanted to pay McCaffrey that much money but we even, we probably could have signed a corner for a good amount of money and still made McCaffrey the highest paid running back just cuz the sheer deal that we got him in terms of how much of a jump it was from the one in, behind him so i like i just yeah I mean, it, it's, it's just the annoying part of the Panthers in terms of free agency
3: it's almost like you know they're waiting in the draft like like us, and they wanted a corner, but the opportunities just weren't there. And you guys remember uh, where that came out about Matt Rule, uh, you know, wanted to trade back and um, never happened? Maybe his goal was to trade back or draft a corner, and, you know, that never happened. So this is like a panic thing. And, like, kind of what you were saying with the, you know, players that we brought in past their prime. Like, last year we brought in Gerald McCoy. Yeah, it's the funny because, like, sure. yeah, yeah, right? But at least those guys – they actually had a prime, you know, and Eli yeah, Apple just,
2: yeah. <laughs> His prime was the 10th overall pick, and it was downhill from there, yeah. Exactly. I mean, and see, that's the thing, like, I, I said, I w- I'm not really annoyed but about those bigger names past their primes, because they, uh, mostly, they al- almost all of them made impacts. I mean, they yeah, all, right. they spent, like, that Super Bowl year, I mean, Charles Tillman and Jared Allen were putting it in Cortland work. And again, too? Yeah, I mean, son. Yeah. Was a nice And so it's more so these these names that because I mean the only like smaller name guy that we've ever Portland Finnegan I know yeah we had it was a
4: good pickup it was oh no no I think he he only ever had like one issue or two issues through the season but I'm just a half the glass half full kind of guy yeah so just you know I mean he he because you have a good team (laughs) well he could technically come in though and surprise everybody I mean that you had nothing to lose. (laughs) And, and to you get know, that name, and to get that name this late, I know what the first four years have been, but we're four years. We're not eight years. We're not ten years. It's, you know, you're five. Mm-hmm. And maybe the coaching, you know, maybe the system he's in, maybe the coaching, you know, they get him to that point of, you know what, and he, he works a third-down package or whatever. You know, they bring him on certain packages or whatever. But it just is – and I get what you guys are saying because his production hasn't lived up to the top ten. He's had three and interceptions. And like, and like Tyler and, said, you know, that that ten – um, maybe that top 10, that may have been his glory. But, but of course, with the track record the Panthers have had signing free agents, yeah. he probably won't. But, you know, let's, you know, and here's the deal you got to get all these rookies up to speed. And if they don't have time to get up to speed, that's the one thing. If you don't have time to need. get up to speed, let him do it until then. And like Shanti said, if the Panthers go 3 and 13, at least let them get up to speed and then put him in and go from there. And that's that, like you said, it's the band aid. And it, but, it really
2: but you is. know what, but but, but
4: but all of a sudden <laughs> he comes in and just, you know, sits, and goes, listen, I'm not gonna let these rookies take my spot. I'm gonna do this and we're gonna go. Mm-hmm.
3: And, yeah. And, and to that point, to that point, like, uh, you know, the whole tank thing with, you know, a bandage thing, but bringing him in, it makes it look like, hey, we have a hole here and we need to fix it. And we're not just gonna let it get toasted every play. So we're gonna, you know, try to patch it a little bit so we can have a chance, you know.
4: Yeah, to be top ten, the ability's got. I mean, there's got to be something there, right? Unless yeah, it completely went down the crapper in forty, which it could have. I mean, but there's got to be something there if you're a top ten pick. There's got to you know be not only that. We've seen guys come into this franchise before
5: and revive their careers. It's not like we haven't seen a tag come in and save his career in Carolina. Yeah, Mike Mitchell came to Carolina, had a great year, had a near a near Pro Bowl year the one year he he came to Carolina. And think about some of the years that some of the playoff teams we've had. We've had plenty of years where we've had no name corners. Like we had Mel- Melvin White was a starting corner for Carolina when yeah. we made the playoffs a few years. Melvin yeah. White.
4: Okay, got. It.
5: Oh yeah, exactly. We've had we've had some guys before that you could not name. I think for a one year deal it's probably right. going to be incentive-based. base. It's not going to be much. you're not losing much out of this. It's going to be on Eli Apple to make this thing work because if he if it doesn't work, he doesn't get paid. Absolutely. So it's more so it's more so on him. I think it can work in your favor for the only, for some fact that you're not going to lose anything if he doesn't work. Like. Now, who, like, who thought that Eli Apple signing was going to be make or break for Carolina season? No.
2: Yeah. Right,
5: yeah,
2: no. But then Cheval's <laughs> point, like, he will have, like, I, I you did make a good point about talking about how he, with these rookies, you know, not having the time to integrate that he will need to go in, but... <laughs> he will have a very, very short – a very, very small margin of error because even in those first two weeks, we're going against now the stacked wide receiver core that is the Raiders because of their draft in the past two years, and then right next week is the Bucks. Yeah. So he's going to have two big offensive teams that he's going to have to go after in those first two weeks. So he doesn't have – a whole lot of room to you know mess around either it's a short leash i agree the the main issue that i have with it all and it's it's three simple words that we've seemed to do with our defensive backs normally the safety position but now in the corners too and it's one year deal we keep and this cycle this rotating cycle of one year deals whether it's guys coming to the end of their careers Ro- your Roman Harper's your Mike Adams or signing and maybe signing for an extra deal or even last year with Eric Reed and Trey Boston now don't get me wrong Trey Boston was a great signing mm-hmm. we never should have I mean we, it was okay to let him go in the first place but I'm glad we got him back yeah, Eric sure. Reed you know you can t- you can you can say about his career with the with the Panthers what you will didn't blow anything out of the water but also wasn't you know he wasn't Colin Jones so he was better than that and that's what we need was yeah. production he, <laughs> And that I mean, he, he was somewhat productive. He was a presence on the field, and that's what we needed. It wasn't about his presence off the field. He was right. a force on the field in terms of tackling, right. in terms of pass defense. But it's just this rotating cycle of oh, we lost that guy. Let's sign this other. Maybe you know, like low average
4: quarterbacks. But yeah, like quarterbacks.
2: You could make, I mean, it's obviously not as not as long of a position, but you right, could make yeah. a, a jersey with just Panthers cornerbacks or defensive packs yeah. that you had <sighs> for a year. And it's just that's the my main issue is that I understand, you know, sometimes your drafts don't work out, or sometimes, you know, you have certain contracts that don't work out. Like James Bradbury was the longest contract we had at cornerback position since
5: I mean, I can't. I can't what even, Chris Gamble? I can't. We have to go back to Chris, like Chris Gamble. I think
2: like there had to be someone in between Chris Gamble and James Bradbury that we had for more. Maybe
5: than... Richard. Oh, Richard Marshall, possibly. Yeah, yeah, Richard Maybe. Marshall,
2: and then but even that, but that's what I'm saying. Like we can't even think of a you know of a, a of a cornerback that had a successful you know five year or longer career for the Panthers, nah. and that's kind of sad. <laughs> Yeah. So it's just – that's my main issue is this rotating, you know, this merry-go-round sure. of one year and just kind of bringing him in and then pushing them back out because right. whether they're going to retire, we don't – you know, they're not working for the team. And it's obviously hard to come up with a long-term solution, just kind of pulled out of nowhere, and we hope some of these draft picks – I think
4: that was – the more I look at this draft, the more – when you've had the front seven, you guys have had at some point. We never needed it. <laughs> but you've never <laughs> really needed it. Now we don't have <laughs> yeah. that front now seven. That's know. the I know. issue. I
2: know. I know. Like now we don't have any inkling of that front seven right. other than KK, and KK right. is going to be have this spotlight on him the entire year. Right. Because if he can't perform the way that he has in the past, then he might be looking out the door too. Right. So yeah, it's honestly. just, it's it's just it's it was this year where the defense, you know, there's so much emphasis on the defense because like we've been saying all these all this. The entirety of, of quarantine is that for the first time ever, the Panthers offense is going to be carrying the defense because it's more talented, and we haven't seen that in a while. I mean, I don't know if mm, we've ever yeah. seen that. It's been a while. Argue where you could clearly argue that the Panthers offense was better than its defense in terms of talent and in terms of productivity. Because even even the twenty fifteen year that was the only year that it was almost neck and it was, neck. It
5: was, oh and it was still shit. like fifty one defense, forty nine offense. At that yeah, and
2: like, yeah, and because. Because that turnover ratio for the defense was insane. But Cam's offensive performance and offensive output was also insane. It's just – and it's sad thinking about that 2015 season too. And I was actually – I'm going to read – so Will, Will Myers was our was our guest – our our, uh, our fan post this week. And it was funny because I had him, you know, come up with a caption to introduce himself and, you know, kind of talk about his fandom with the team. And uh, part of me well, I find it real quick because I don't know what I did with it. Here we go. So he said uh, – he texted me after he set the caption and he goes – I got a little emotional writing that caption. Growing up a Panthers fan, there's been a lot of heartbreak involved. And watching highlights of the 2015 championship is still a bittersweet feeling. It was a hell of a run we had that year. And, I mean, I think that's the the mantra of every Panthers fan is that, you know, I remember a couple weeks ba- – a couple months back, too, we were like – someone said on Twitter, like, Panthers fans don't – or these new Panthers fans don't have room to, you know, to suffer. We've been suffering for 25 years. I was like, no, we still have room to suffer. Because that 2015 year was just so magical and so, so – Everything was right and everything was falling into place, and then
5: just the, the worst ending, yeah.
2: just an aggravating ending. You
5: no, know, it's crazy, but I, I had a thought about that 2015 season and, the, and how it ended, and it's gonna go back to, to this one guy we've been talking about for the entirety of this podcast. Well, I, mean, I was just like, think about how much changes for Cam's career if he has a Super Bowl championship next to his resume. It's
2: so he'd be a hall. He would have, not a first ballot, but he would be a Hall of Fame quarterback
5: without you know a lot of argument. You know, just about. How people talk about him now, like how like the Colin college talked about him. Like, like man, like because Joe Flacco got a Super Bowl he didn't deserve. Like, like yeah, if I could say yeah. Joe Flacco's Super Bowl, give it to Cam. Like, yeah, he deserved. Oh,
2: yeah. a- <laughs> and see that, but even the media would talk; they would say, "Yeah, well, you know, Cam had a lot of help from his really talented wide receivers that Super Bowl, so it wasn't really Cam." And that's what they would say. I I guarantee you, yeah, because it would they they just don't they love. It was like we, we had on the the, the throwback post uh, yesterday. And it was that uh, that the media, if you listen to the media's outlook, outlook on Cam, he had one good year. Not even his rookie year was good. Not even the rookie year. <laughs> or he was rookie of the
4: year. Wasn't good. If you listen to the media, he had one good year. And even if, listen, even if they, uh, losing the Super Bowl, even losing the Super Bowl. It still just comes down to that one stupid fumble, because <laughs> that's what everyone goes after. I right. know, and that's all I'm saying. I mean, it, 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 it does. does. They, 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 listen. They lost that Super Bowl. Super Bowl by how many? By seven. No, it was twelve. Twelve. They okay. scored a garbage shot a shot touchdown. touchdown. They were down seven. Let's let's say it was a seven point. And it game. wasn't even. There was one. There was one actual yeah. offensive touchdown. And it that was, mattered. And it was. And it was a. It was a good ball game. But literally, it's just the one. It's not even the fact that he lost. It's just that play,
2: yeah. No, and period. Like we talked about, like Patrick Mahomes, even though he do- like he dove for that fumble in this Super Bowl, even though they fumble or they threw a pick at the next play, he's looked at as a hero because he dove for the ball. Like I saw that comparison, and it's just, I don't know. It's just because that's the problem now is that you know people will put that on him, or it's like they made like we talked about, they made the Pro Football Focus made the top 100 players of the decade. Cam was not on it, which still to this day irks yeah. me because. There you got to have
3: all the MVPs on there.
2: That's what there. I'm saying. Yeah, think, non-negotiable. what stirred me about it was that Matt Ryan was on it. And I'm sorry, but if Matt Ryan, who has done the exact same stuff as Cam, and Cam's arguably done more and set more records, how is Matt Ryan on there? And also Matt Ryan was ahead of Russell Wilson. So tell me how that makes <laughs> right, any sense yeah. in any way. Because I don't believe the Matt Ryan hype. Because if was it wasn't Julio Jones, he would be nothing. Like, I don't understand. And you Tony Gonzalez. You also, yeah, for the end of his career. I mean, you had Tony
4: Gonzalez, you had Julio Jones. You had Mohamed Sanu. I
2: mean, come on. It's just, if Cam had the weapons that Matt Ryan had, Devonta Freeman, if Cam had the weapons that Matt Ryan had in his Super Bowl, if we had Julio Jones and Cam Newton in the Super Bowl, I guarantee you that's
5: a ring. I just don't see. You know, and when you look at pro football focus, and here's the thing, this is why I'm not big on analytics when it comes down to football, because football's a different game. You can't just look at, Strictly numbers. If you didn't watch the game, if you don't have an understanding for the game, numbers to have you—numbers re- to have you fooled. Numbers to have you believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick is a, a like a starting level quarterback. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good for like five games, and then he yeah. you know he went wested back to that. Cam doesn't play a game that's great for analytics, and it's not pretty. Like yeah. the, like the sub sixty percent completion percentage is not pretty. The rushing touchdowns that people don't really account for when it comes down to him having an impact on the game for some reason. It's not pretty, but it, it wins. Like, I, like, I can't – like, Tebow, like, when Tebow had his run, it wasn't pretty. It was the ugliest batch of football I've ever seen, but mm-hmm. it won. I, I can't – like, I mean, if it, football all about winning. I could give a – I could give a crap less about how many yards my quarterback had. If he thought for 400 and we lost about two touchdowns, I could care less. Cam still had games where he thrown for 180. We won by three touchdowns.
2: Yeah, and it's also like you you can't put a number on, you know, scrambling for the first or, you know, jump. I mean, you can put it on yards, I guess, but like, and then I also have issue. I think that QBR should be it, it altered to where if the wide receiver had, if it hit the wide receiver in the hands and the wide receiver dropped it, that should not be on his completion rating because yeah. Ted Ginn has accounted for almost a quarter of Cam's incompletion rating. So that's, I have issue with
4: that. I'm, I'm going yeah. to back up what Shanti said there. At the end of the day, the analytics, you know, they're talking about it big time nowadays. You throw it out the window. It's you line up your 11 guys against my eleven guys, and we're gonna go play football. That, that's all it is. and and you can get into the number. Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, but you still and Dan get Dan Marino
4: was one of the greatest to ever play the game. The man threw the ball, he had his his form was horrible. couldn't run with it, but he won ball games. he didn't get the Super Bowl. The analytic whatever.
2: Well, it was the same analytics. And the same, I mean, because PFF, that's – I've always – like, whenever my family and I argue about it, you know, in terms of PFF rankings, they, they look – they rank them differently with those analytics and those numbers because it was these same people that had Philip Rivers in the top ten, 100 players of the decade, which, I mean, I understand he's a, he's a stat stuffer. So what has he done success-wise? How know? many games mm-hmm. has
4: he thrown for 300 yards in the last half? Because they've been down by twenty, yeah. Because they have to sling yeah. it every
2: play, it, and that like it's the same analytics that have people, you know, that have that compare Luke Keekley and Bobby Wagner almost neck and neck, which it's not, it's All not that it's as close second, but definitely not neck and neck, and definitely not above Luke Keekley. And you nah. know, give me that, yeah. I'm not putting it because yeah. they don't have <laughs> analytics for the IQ of a linebacker, and that's Luke Keekley's you know, calling card. Yeah. But then you keep, so if you look at this and you reminisce, and of course reminiscing is always good, but then it also can bring up. Some ugly stuff. And we saw it within the past week or so where some new information came to light in terms of how Tol- Tolbert, Mike Tolbert, he, he released some information about how the team handled Cam's injury history up in you know, as early as I think it was 2016. And it made it, it brought a little bit more background information to the story. And Jeff, I think you had the article.
4: Yeah, he talked to Joe Person of the Athletic. Great, great reporter, beat reporter for the Panthers and the Charlotte Observer. And he said, um, "Here's what Mike Tolbert said: They've been doing him wrong timing-wise for the past two or three years. If you ask me, it goes back to his shoulder shoulder surgery. Everyone knew his shoulder was messed up in the middle of the year two years ago, but they waited until the offseason gets ready to start having the surgery. Makes no sense. Timing's off. As soon as he get." As soon as he got hurt last preseason against Patriots, they were saying, oh, he's got a high ankle sprain. I looked at it on film carefully. It's not a high ankle sprain. You could tell that within 10 minutes after the play. You knew it was a midfoot sprain.
1: Drowning in IRS debt? If you can't afford to pay your IRS debt due to economic hardship, you can now be free of IRS collection efforts by taking advantage of a special IRS tax hardship program. This program allows Americans who owe the IRS to resolve their delinquent tax debt once and for all can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-630-10 to see if you qualify. That's 800-630-10.
5: Okay, so you're between
0: meals and you're craving something sweet, right? What I do is snack on Blue Diamond Honey Roasted Almonds. They're so good. And almonds are a
3: superfood. So don't deny your cravings. Eat them.
1: Blue Diamond Almonds. Crave victoriously
4: list Frank, something like that but you wait till December for him to beg you to have to have surgery he shouldn't have been out there week one and week two he shouldn't have been out there till probably week four or five at the very minimum and we could have we could have
2: strung back from a five a four game losing streak and done, we've done that before and that I mean and you talk I and mean, we've had these you know and, and then you and it makes you think about Greg Olson And if they maybe handled his foot injury wrong, because where they had him, you know, had him working out, you know, and it was fine. Then the next season he breaks that same boat in his foot. It's just you don't want to put anything on the doctors of your team. But when you have and because it wasn't their decision, obviously either. If the if the front office and the you know higher ups are saying we don't want him to have surgery, we want him to continue to play, there's nothing the doctors can do. Their hands are tied. But that's just not a good look, especially for because now it seems like there's this narrative of that the Panthers basically. They basically jibbed Cam like they jibbed, you know, Steve Smith and they jibbed DeAndre Williams, which we thought the Panthers that we thought they had grown from them. And we thought they were going to handle the situation better. And, of course, all the controversy, you know, I mean, I was I was defending the Panthers to my life. I'm like, look, at no, we're keeping Cam like they want Cam because that's what I was led to believe. Now I look like an idiot because they were like, yeah, no, we tried to keep them and Cam's coming out. No, y'all didn't do any of this. Like it was y'all who wanted me out. And that's also the worst part because I know Cam had more in the tank. And I know Cam was going to try. This was going to be a different level. If it was a healthy Cam this year, this was going to be a different level Cam because he had so much more to prove. I mean, it's mostly had to prove since his rookie season and since, you know, the Super Bowl season, basically, because that was the the benchmark of, okay, it's been four years now. You know, what are you going to do? What, what's happening here? Like, we, are you going to be an elite quarterback? Or are you going to be, you know, just muddling Some around? So he was – I think, I like, if if he is healthy, if he was healthy and playing for us this year – I think it would have been a whole different season especially if we had him and McCaffrey both. Like it, no you can say whatever you want about the defense. We could have had any I could have been on the defense and wouldn't have mattered because we'd be putting up, you know, triple digit po- I mean not triple digit but double I mean we'd be putting up incredible amounts of points, you know, even maybe more so than that 2015 season.
4: Could I kick for him?
2: Yes. <laughs> you, well cuz I would take I mean if,
4: as long if you could make an extra point that extra puts goal. us up against the Saints then yes, get on the yeah. field. Oh, That's
5: there you go. Point.
4: Right. But go ahead, Jeff. Well, you know, I mean, and, and this is going to open the door then, you know, and, and it just becomes I told you guys last week when we were kind of having our contest. Two huh? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, sorry. The contest, you know, that I thought he would not be on a roster because 10 years in the league, his injuries, and where we stood in terms of the season getting started. I'm not buying that now. I'm not. There, There is something um, wrong here in, in a big way. And as I looked at, a couple of things you mentioned you know this whole split up between Cam and the Panthers I don't think the Panthers handled it right not at all but and here's the gist we haven't really heard from Cam and yet most people in this world will say Cam did it wrong and not the Panthers and the Panthers have the backing right now with all the rest of the NFL they control the narrative and that's what stinks and it just becomes I don't believe now that he will be on a roster this season at all, and the reason I believe that is just because there is something much deeper than just his injuries. And when you look at the fact that, you know, Colin Kaepernick and and Cam are not in the league, and you got Joe Flacco going to what do you go? The Jets? The Jets. Yes. Mm-hmm. You got, listen. Can I talk for just a couple? You got Joe Flacco in the Jets. Andy Dalton with the Cowboys. Mike Glennon went to the Jags, I believe. The Jags, I think. Marcus, listen, I love Marcus. I think he'll do some great things with the Raiders. But if I'm and I'm gonna go with my own team, if I'm the Tennessee Titans and I gotta go against the Ravens and Week whatever, and I got Ryan Tannehill hurt, do I really want to roll with Logan Woodside? Do I really want to roll, roll with him? If I'm the Baltimore Ravens, I can't even tell you who their backup quarterback is. If I'm the Ravens and I gotta go play the Chiefs. Do I want to roll with that? I, I, and, and and, uh, Who's the Houston, Chiefs back at quarterback? Houston, well, the Houston Texans. Houston Texans. If, if all of a sudden Deshaun Watson goes down and you go bring in A.J. McCarron, stop. And you mean to tell me that Andy Dalton is going to go out and win you a ball game? You mean to tell me that Joe Flacco at his age is going to go out and win you a Stop. There is something much more deep-rooted into this. And at the end of the day, I hate to say it, and bear with me, And I, we're on the ball. We can do it. I hate it's it's a black white thing, and I I hate to say it, but that's where I think we're kind of heading. And he's grown, he's matured, he's not the same guy he was five years ago when he you know talked well when he first came in the league. He's grown up. He's done great things for the community. He's had kids. He's taken you know care of. S- s- stop. Uh, I, I, I've done enough rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's
3: I, it's I, to that point like. Yeah, teams are definitely afraid to s- sign Cam at this point. It's come down. There's no way. It's about talent. You can't tell me Joe Flacco and all these guys are better than Cam. And you know, there's so many options out there still. Like, I mean, right. a lot of the starting jobs are look, you know, full. But you know, some of these backups, like you were saying, Jeff, and you know, it's brutal. And uh, I mean, I mean, if I'm being honest, the Titans could use a new starting quarterback here, and you know, boy, come it. on, yeah, no, no, listen, i roll
4: with that. But, uh, but, yeah, I, but I, I
3: – go ahead. Yeah, no, but it's just interesting, like, how you said – and, like, even if he was healthy and Cam, you know, played last season, could you imagine him in our offense this year with all the weapons we have yeah. now, Joe Brady in the system? And, like, if, I, if I'm a defender, you know, there's not that many quarterbacks. You know, if Cam's healthy, there's not that many quarterbacks I would be so afraid to play against. You know, maybe Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, but when you have Cam who – he can do he can do it all like, you know, his accuracy was the, always the big knock on him. But we kind of saw that, you know, progress as it um, as his season or his career went on. But, you know, it's still weakness. Arm strength, you know, it's crazy. And then his speed and then uh, physicality as a runner is just it just brings it all. And you don't want to play against that as a defender. Yeah.
5: And what it really boils down to is if you look around the league and look at who has jobs, who doesn't. The NFL isn't a league that's big on personalities. This isn't the NBA. The NBA, oh Cam, would be perfect in the NBA. And if you ever hear people talk about him, and I just go back, I keep going back to Colin Cowherd. He's the one guy I hear nationally just, that has a lot to say about Cam that's wrong. He compares Cam and Russell Westbrook a lot because of their personality, how big they are. But here's the thing, like you said, Jeff. Well, Cam has changed a lot. He's matured a great deal since his rookie since his rookie debut. He's great in the community. He's I haven't heard heard a bad word about Cam from teammates. Him and Steve Smith had their, had their little thing. That's because Cam was young. The only team that he had to ever speak out bad against him was Kelvin Benjamin. And you know what? To to be fair, hell, I don't think – nobody do anything with Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, my God, he was yeah, one yeah. – Kelvin he was, he was
4: Benjamin needs to put the cheeseburgers down.
5: He was to young – He needs to stop – Whatever. Like, it, like, like, the guys who have great character in this league that have played with Cam have spoken well about Cam. It's – go ahead.
2: I was, and even I mean, to interrupt you, but like I just got to be thinking. Even when Cam and Kelvin had beef, when they confronted each other, Cam didn't do anything. Like, if you want to think Cam as a bad person, Cam could have popped him in the mouth. Remember that pregame, and then Cam and Kelvin yeah. came up to each other and they started talking, yeah. and Cam was like, "I just want to talk. Like, come here." And TD, like TD walked up and he was making sure everything's right, and Cam was like, "It's okay. Like, I got it." <laughs> Cam even do like Cam could have easily popped him in the mouth if he wanted to. Mm. And even Cam and Josh Norman, they will. They're still like they're on great terms with each other because they're fr- like I don't want to hear like. You could have given me the attitude argument like 2014, pre-Super Bowl. Right. I, would have, I would have listened to it. Now, no, I don't want to hear it. Anyone who watched the all or nothing, anyone who just has looked at Cam and how he's progressed, he has matured so much, like you said, and also to the point of if you're afraid – in terms of because I like even if you don't think he's healthy, because I would have taken the healthy argument before Joe Flacco got signed to a team, because you wow. can't tell me Joe Flacco is healthier than Cam Newton. Yeah, even, he missed even last at season. Health, he's not as healthy as an injured Cam <laughs> Newton. He's really not. So I'm not gonna hear that argument either. But even if he's not healthy, and you're a team like the Ravens, like the Chiefs, like the Titans. like the Titans. Well, not the Titans for my my point. Okay. For the Texans, for even the Seahawks. Would you not want a quarterback with the mind oh, of a scrambler, with the mind it. of an escape got, artist for you. these younger guys like Deshaun and Lamar that can, I mean, Lamar doesn't really need tutoring in it, but like, no, you mean to tell me he, cause I think their backup is RG3. So if you're getting, if you want to put cam above RG3, then you're getting a better guy who is still, I mean, he might've be as healthy, but he at least has healthier legs. I can tell you that it's just, it's, I can't hear the attitude, the, 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 the attitude thing anymore. And I think what it's coming down to honestly is it's like, it's kind of like Jeff said, and I hate to say it, but, because it's like you said too, Shanti's personality is not loved in this league. In the NBA, you can be as bad as you want. You can be as swag. You can have as much swagger. You can be. You can talk everything. NFL. If you're white, it's allowed. If you, you know, pump your pelvis into the end zone, that's okay. But unless you're Marshawn Lynch, really anything, any kind of attitude is not allowed in reality from from a from a, a court from a player of of color. And I think that now it's been this perfect storm of. Oh, well, Cam might not be completely healthy. Oh, well, he might have an attitude problem. And also, oh, we can't see him in person or talk to him in person. I think the execs that are saying these things are using this COVID really heavily as a kind of a,
4: well, we can't really do that much to kind of re- reach out to him. When you, when you, two things, actually three quick points. Mm-hmm. Number one, and everybody's sitting down for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if Cam Newton was on the Titans healthy, they might win the Super Bowl. A hundred percent. Put him with Derrick Henry. Are you kidding me? AJ Brown, Brown, Corey Davis, stop that, Johnny offense. Smith. Cam and Derek I mean, that's same. That would be a little scary. I'll give him credit. You, but what you said, li- listen. There's still this and I hope, I hope we don't get killed by the NFL, whatever. There's still this kind of good old they boy miss, good old boy yeah. network <laughs> of you know, you're talking about Jerry Richardson, who like I mean, say what you want. There were some stories about Jerry. Okay. Um, you know, and, and stuff. And and, and 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 to get by that but here's the deal, and I'm going to go with one person. And one person only. If I, if, At the end of the day, I've got to talk about – you tell me about Cam Newton and what he means. Sit down and have a conversation with Greg Olson. Yeah. Sit down and have a conversation with Greg Olson. And when that man looks you in the eye and tells you, this is my quarterback, and this is what he's done for our city, and this is what he's done for my career, and this is what he's done for my family, and there's that relationship there, that's all I need to hear. That That is all I need to hear. And at the end of the day – like you said i mean you know the russell wilson he's not a character patrick mahomes is not a character you know um you know lamar kind of a character but no, but, no, but, no but, listen but, cuz the, but, but the
2: minute lamar lost left, that game against the titans everyone was like oh he's a trash quarterback oh he can't win in the, he playoff. win in the playoffs he won one he won, played one playoff game but immediately he's over two opened. i guess cuz he yeah. he wasn't a starter for that one. I mean, yeah. but i mean people are so
5: quick so quick to turn and even in the media they were so quick to jab at him yeah. and i mean it, I, and a lot of it boils down to if you go back in nfl history and look at how the quarterback position has been portrayed as far as like who they want obviously we know the type of like like think about the the draft uh notes that they have about most black quarterbacks when they come out like think about the draft notes they had about even even deshaun watson like they they usually always question I, quarterback's the only position, and this is the only time I've ever seen athleticism be used against you. That's the one thing that like, soon as soon as the kid comes out, well, he's athletic. He could possibly be a wide receiver. About a kid that's played quarterback his entire career. It's just like you you start seeing these things that more, most times there'll be a positive for a black quarterback. Oh, eh, and eh, we can't be can, can can he really win with all that athleticism? Like I've never seen some of the the smallest. My new irrelevant things about a player be questioned when it comes down to whether they can play or not.
3: Exactly. yeah. Yeah, and another thing with the Cam situation is, you know, he's not going to be a starter right away, and a lot of these teams have guys that they have, you know, like the vision for them to start, and as you know, the backup quarterback's always the most popular guy on the team just because everyone's always excited for him to get in, and with Cam having this big personality you know, and then all the other stuff, like I agree with all you, you guys said about that whole thing, but that just might be a locker room problem, a media problem. Like, well, is Cam going to come in now? And, you know, to, to a young quarterback, uh, you know, that might be tough on them just to bring Cam in. Unfortunately, uh, i not saying I agree with it, just saying that's that's how they could see it, you know.
2: No, yeah, and, I, and let me counter that because Jeff kind of said something. I said that today. too earlier today, Tyler. But in my mind, like it's becoming basically this decision, like Cam's absence from the team has become more of a PR move than a biz than a com- a competitor move. People, the, the, if these if these offices are really worried that Cam is going to come in and create a problem. That just means they're scared of competition. Or do you really mean that you don't want your quarterback? Because if there's competition, that means competition brews greatness. It, it's iron sharpening iron. Cam would come in. He's not going to look him dead in the eye and go, "I'm better than you. I'm taking your job." He's going to go, "Look it, I think I can beat you. Show me you can Show me I can't. Show me you're a better quarterback than I am." And even if Cam does. Why would you not want the better talent playing as your starter? It doesn't have to be for the entirety. You can let your ba- you can let this new guy train behind Cam and Shanti's To another point that you had said, you know, with that we're using athleticism as a, as a as a negative for black quarterbacks. Where have we seen the exact opposite? Where athleticism is a plus for a quarterback? I know everyone says we bash him, but this is why because Taysom Hill is loved because he's super athletic and can do so many different things. But for Cam or for Deshaun Watson or for Lamar. Eh, he might be better at a different position. Eh, he might be a better wide receiver. You mean to tell me Taysom, or he can't be a
4: pocket passer? You
2: mean to tell me Taysom so Hill might not be a better ahead. wide receiver when Jameis Winston has already completed more passes to the Saints than Taysom Hill has? Like, well, it, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just so, and
4: that's where I see this this clear transparency. Let me let me go two things too back to what Tyler said for a minute about you know him coming in and being a backup and what you just argued. I don't remember one time where Derek Anderson didn't throw a touchdown. And who was the first person? Cam was sprinting, to sprinting to the, down the yeah, no, field. Exactly. To, to you know, uh, Kyle Allen. Kyle I mean, T- Allen. T- T- so I got to give him some you know props there that he's always been the one that listen. I'm still going to have fun, and I'm still going to root my guys on because him and Derek Anderson, that quarterback room was tight. It was beautiful. Yeah. Every, it time was Cam, every, every time Cam, every time he scored, he Cam. knew. Yeah, I mean, he was right there. That that's number one. Back to your other thing too. You know, this flamboyant stuff and everything. Joe Namath, what? back in the day, wore a fur coat. But that's and, not and, and, did a, and did a commercial for ladies, you know, uh, pantyhose. I don't know if you knew that or not. That's I that's age myself. That. Other people know. But the but you're right. And, and the just you can wear shorts at practice right. or go naked to right. practice, and everyone loves him. And, and the just becomes it's it's you know. There's always been whether it's back in the day when Doug Williams won the Super Bowl for the Redskins, or Randall Cunningham, and the list goes going to Michael Vick, you know, listen, Michael Vick, one of the most. I covered him in high school, one of the most talented persons I've ever seen on a football field. And what will he always be remembered for? The dog I mean, stuff. I mean, and I and but he's done. But ever since but then, he's paid his dues, he's paid, and he's done such great things. Warren Moon, you know, Steve McNair. I mean, it, it's just this realm of. Who is the Ra- who is refresh? I remember who is a Raiders quarterback, Jamarcus uh, yeah. Russell.
2: Yeah, that, from I LSU. Think that's when from LSU. I think that <laughs> that's when they took a for but the I will black tell you this. quarterback community. I will tell
4: you this, yeah. Cam has been the first, really to me, the, the first of the black quarterbacks that ever kind of said, and it goes back to that first statement of when he was drafted. What did he say? I'm entertaining, I'm here to entertain, I'm here to entertain, and he's the you know, and, and so that. That from day one, and still now are there people out there who go, He doesn't want to win, he just wants to be him. And that's not listen, I, I don't buy it for a second now. I think the man wants to get out there and play the sport he was blessed to play and loves to play. And unfortunately, now we can't pull away the junk that of, of our society. It's so aggravating. Um that 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 prevents him from doing that. And that is where You know, it's frustrating and sad.
2: It's also frustrating because his legacy, if he doesn't end up playing another game again, well, his legacy is going to take it regardless. Because And it's so funny how people are so quick to dismiss it because everyone, and we heard it all the time this season, and let me preface this, Lamar Jackson has done insane things as a mobile quarterback. I mean, one of the most insane seasons in terms of his versatility since Michael Vick, honestly. I mean, even more versatile than Cam, just in terms of his speed, because he's still a couple miles per hour faster than Cam at any point, at Cam's prime. Oh, by far. But from the get-go for Lamar, and of course, like Mahomes with his sideways throwing in a circus freak, you know, arm, I'll say that too. But from the beginning of them, even with Deshaun Watson, and you know, even even RG three, people were the media was like, they're doing things we've never seen before. They're doing they're using the position a ways that's never been done, and it's like, he, Cam's still doing it. He's still right there. Like why? Why is he being pushed well, go back, off to the side? Go
4: back and look at Michael Vick. Go back and look at Steve McNair. Look at, were, Steve, and, and, look at Steve McNair in the Super Bowl. Go back and watch that Super Bowl against the Rams. Yeah, When he got him down about the, the last play, the play before that, almost tackled to the ground. I mean, Steve McNair to me is the, the closest I've ever seen to Cam Newton. And that's the
2: thing. Yeah. Like, it's not like Cam was doing it first. But in terms of Cam, had, it was the first quarterback. Cam to do had it the electricity
4: we, to, bring to bring with it. He brought it back. I mean, we right, hadn't right, seen yeah. a
2: player like him as a quarterback like that since. Probably McNair. He, I mean, well, I mean, Vic, but in that – No, I mean,
4: in just terms well, of – Well,
5: I said, like, in front of measurables, like, size and all that. Yeah, measurables. Vic's there, yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah. and then he i mean,
2: just bringing that talent into the forefront. Right. Know we haven't seen that in the quarterback report. since probably Vic. And so that's why I thought – and then – because with RG3, he was like, okay, well, Cam literally just did this last year. He was doing this – like, he's still doing it. So why is it such a big – it's such a big difference? And I just – I
4: don't know. It's the, and the fact that – sorry, I didn't mean it. you know. And the fact is I'm going to go negative and everybody just breathe for a second. <laughs> The fact that, you know, Ryan Tannehill had one good year. (laughs) He had one good year. And I know how you guys, and, and I'm sitting here, I'm a Titans fan, I love it and stuff like that. But you guys have kind of convinced me otherwise. It's like, here he is getting this, whatever he got, $80 million deal. He played one good year. He's been injury prone. He's done nothing other than really have... The year he had last year for the Titans. Exactly. I love to hear that we are at least... You're, 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 not, you're not going to down but, <laughs> but, but the point is, and granted, I hope he does the same thing this year and hope it's a great year. But the fact is, you know, I mean, he had a good year. But, I mean, the, the fact that this man with this talent and this drive and wanting to be on the field is not in the NFL. And here's the gist. I compare Cam to Tiger Woods. Before Patrick Mahomes, Cam Newton... Brought a love and an energy to the game that a lot of young people went after.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, people were doing this. They were dabbing. They were doing the Superman. Right. I mean, they you were- know what
4: I'm saying? They he, they brought he brought a level of this this just this energy and excitement to it. So I, you know, to me that to have that breath of even though it, some people wouldn't say it was a breath of fresh air, he brought some excitement and energy. Tyler, do you think
2: that? Now, with especially with Jameis Winston taking the contract that he did, and with Cam, I mean Cam, you got to say he likes to live an extravagant lifestyle. He's had the money to do so. He's now also raising what three, four kids? I can't remember what number like that.
3: Yeah, what number he's
2: on? But 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 do you think okay? But do you think the money? I mean, he's obviously still has savings. He's got a lot saved up. But do you think maybe people are offering him too little, and he or do you think he's enough of a competitor where he'll take whatever he get?
3: Yeah, because. It's it's tough because you know we haven't heard anything like you said of anything out of the cam uh, camp and nothing from any teams you know contacting cam and we haven't we have no idea if is anybody even reaching out about him. Uh, yeah, yeah, like who knows? But um, so in my opinion, like I see it as this point, like the thing that's limiting him is the opportunity. Um, I like the thing, but you know, I I'm big on you know these guys. You got to salvage every dollar you get, and you know make the most of it. So, and it's you know he's playing in the NFL, high. and He already has the injuries, and so it's a you know physical sport. Of course, he's got to protect himself. Um, but I, it's hard to imagine, you know, like he's not turning being too you know like worrisome with the money right now. It's hard to imagine.
4: I would agree with that. I I Hmm. mean, I I think that I don't know that that if he, the the message he's putting out right now is I want to play. Yeah. I want to be in the NFL. And I don't think that money has anything to do with it. I don't think that there's this, like um, there's this, there's this gist of, you know, I need this amount of money or something like that. Um, Hopefully he's done some good financial stuff and he's, and he's, and he's well off. Hmm. And plus the endorsement, listen, Cam Newton could go out and host these things and, be on Nickelodeon and all this stuff, it would be great. yeah, um, you
2: don't see him trying to to host uh what is it, ultimate tag? Like the frickin' you <laughs> No, the no, watt, watt Ronk yeah, has yeah, something okay. else. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah, no. But but the gist is and and you know But see for them it's hilarious. Right. For them it's adorable to do all that stuff. And for Gronkowski to shotgun a beer or bunt or dent the freaking Lombardi trophy by playing mm-hmm. baseball with it. That's oh, that's hilarious. Oh, imagine if Cam yeah. did that. But, let, let you yeah. know oh he can not can we get the super bowl taken away from him honest yeah. to god oh, yeah. his name would be etched off of it
4: and it's just that two edged sword that society unfortunately live in and I, and I hate to bring it up but you know it's like well he's got three kids out of wedlock oh no you know? And it's like you know and if it was anybody you know whatever if it was Phil Rivers has 11 kids and no one looks at him sideways <laughs> well god bless him um <laughs> but, but you know what i'm getting at there's just no. I, it's it's getting to the point now where there's a lot more to this than simply talent and I'm re- I'm really and, and, that, and that's no. sad and and I and 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 I don't um I I think that more people need to 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 step up to the plate and and you know use this as a, as a way of going hey this is not right
2: yeah and I mean it could be that it is more about COVID and that you know once the season gets back to normal Cam gets get signed within a week I mean, it could be, but I mean, then you see all these other Joe Flacco's, and I mean, then that kind of brings you down. I'm just afraid now, I mean, you see Cam putting out all these workout videos, and he's been doing it forever, but I mean, the last player, you know, one of the top talents in his position that got cut from a team and then started posting about a bunch of workout videos and kind of deteriorated. I'm afraid to see Cam if the NFL puts him in a, an Antonio Brown-type scenario and writes off the narrative that his attitude is an issue. And he, I mean, obviously, Antonio Brown has a bit more issues than Cam
4: does, but... I think it's going to fall back to, and Tyler, you can weigh in on this too. I think it's the, I think it's the Colin Kaepernick syndrome. I think it's the Colin Kaepernick of one simple thing messed it up and 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 kind of created this. It's like legacy. you said, it's a PR move, and it's a PR. Listen, you know, Colin Kaepernick, he should be in the NFL, but he's not because of one simple thing. Is Cam Newton not in the NFL because he said I want to be an entertainer, entertainer, and he jumped on a football? He didn't jump on a football. Is is that the gist?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just aggravating. And hopefully, you know, hopefully that we'll, we'll build the legacy back up. And uh, hopefully Cam will see, you know, the field once again. But until then, you know, we just kind of have to sit here and speculate and yeah. hope that he will get signed to a team, to a team soon. So, you know, just to wrap it up, I know we kind of brought it yeah, some... what...
4: up. Shanty.
2: Yeah, Shanty's got knocked out by yeah. the storm. Hopefully he's staying <laughs> safe. a bad storm. Hopefully he's staying safe, you know, uh, and just for everyone. I mean, I know we kind of touched on some touchy topics, but I think it needs to be – to be, it needs to be mentioned. We can't act like it doesn't happen in this world anymore. I mean, it's 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 prevalent, and we've seen in the last couple of weeks that it's it's more, it might be worse than ever now. You know, at some time, at some point. So, I don't regret that we talked about it. I don't regret that. I mean, because it's 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 the world and the country we live in, and, and end, even in the league, it seeps into it. So, end of the
4: day, end of the day, football, the NFL for us is the greatest sport there is. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it is what really um, you know everybody right now you know a lot of people right now are just looking toward football season. Yeah. Let's just all go out there and love one another. Let's all go out there and love the sport we love. Have fun doing it and and let's 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 try to pull it together and and be uh, the good people we're called to be and, and and just put all the other junk aside and although when things and that's why we talked tonight. Jack and I kind of struggled with a little bit but there's something we needed to talk about and and we need to bring it to the forefront and do it in a way that's positive and and and, and and Shanti's brought up great points, Tyler. Great points. It's just something we need to talk about.
2: So, yeah, everyone just remember to, you know, stay safe. And I'll, hopefully this will all be over soon. Hopefully we'll have football soon. And, you know, if you have any negative energy, let's all just point it towards some hell. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, yeah. everybody, keep pounding. See
1: ya.
0: with metro and the best deal in wireless whatever your goal however you hustle you can rule your day get two lines with 5g access included for just 35 dollars a month per line period with taxes and regulatory fees always included so you know exactly how much you pay every month all on america's largest 5g network at no extra charge Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. Samsung A51 requires port from eligible carrier and ID validation limited to two per account. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details.